0: Welcome to the Outdoorocity Podcast, Get Outside, Keep Going Outside, where we share Appalachian State stories that entertain, inspire, and inform listeners about living an active outdoor lifestyle. Each episode features a story with the goal to get you outside and keep you going outside to improve your overall wellness. This podcast is presented by the Hope Lab, where our purpose is to investigate the role of outdoor physical activity, exercise, and play on health, environment, and human development. The vision of the HOPE Lab is to continue developing the perfect foundation for promoting and supporting outdoor physical activity, exercise, and play through interdisciplinary research. Feel free to check us out at hopelab.appstate.edu. Hi, my name is Melissa Weddle. I'm a professor in Recreation Management at Appalachian State University and a self-proclaimed outdoor addict. I'll be your host for the Outdoorocity podcast. On today's episode, team member Dr. Joy James, also professor in Recreation Management, Interview student Briggs Sheely. We will be discussing the title of the episode, Faith-Based Outdoor Experiences, where Briggs tells us his story of being introduced to the outdoors through faith-based organizations and how that shaped his college journey.
1: We have Briggs Sheely here to share his story about getting into the outdoors. And Briggs, I just wanna say thank you for being willing to take some time out to share your experiences with us.
2: Yeah, thank you for having me.
1: The first uh, thing we'd like you to do is kind of introduce yourself, where you're from, why you came to App State, and tell us your favorite outdoor activity.
2: Okay. So my name is Brick Sheely. I'm from Hickory, North Carolina. I lived there nine or ten years, and I moved there from Greenville, South Carolina, where I spent kind of the beginning half of my life. Right out of high school, I went to a one-year gap year program called One Life. That was a really, really awesome experience. I was able to earn college credit While traveling and kind of having these different experiences, both outdoor, interculturally, and those were all focused on just serving and like really hands-on learning. And then through that experience was really how impactful different experiences can be and how they can be used for growth, personal growth, and in other ways as well. Really just through that was really kind of where I started looking for different opportunities to pursue that as a career. And I'd already kind of looked at app before I went to that gap year program. And looking at App with that new perspective, just kind of what I wanted to do, I found the um, Outdoor Experiential Education major program. And I looked at that. I referred it to a couple of people that I'd met through One Life who were in that type of career. And they all said, Briggs, like, this is a phenomenal program. Um, It's like going to end you up exactly where you want to be. You should absolutely do that if this is what you want to go into. So that's really what attracted me to App at first.
1: All right. And what is your favorite? outdoor activity right now?
2: Right now, I would say backpacking and camping. Um, and then over the summer I worked at a RIPs course. So I've also been getting into a little bit of that.
1: Cool. I'm going to have you tell us a little bit more about yourself in terms of you know, maybe how you got into some of these activities. And so first question I have is how did you first get interested in the outdoors?
2: Hmm. I remember my first backpacking trip was back in maybe my freshman year of high school. And I kind of did it through an extracurricular class um, that my friend's dad, my roommate's dad, my roommate now actually, his dad, kind of led this extracurricular backpacking trip. And like, I absolutely loved it. (laughs) I loved getting outside and just like living with the things just on my back and kind of just using my hands to kind of forge this type of adventure and that's really what I loved about it. it was just like the adventure and hiking and sleeping in different spots. Um,
1: Where did you guys go?
2: We went to Shining Rock.
1: Oh, nice.
2: Yes. Yeah. So it was a good spot. Um, super pretty. I don't, I don't remember a lot of that trip um, besides when I was in my tent, we spent one or two nights out there. And one of the nights I remember distinctly in my tent, I heard like kind of some rustling around outside and since this was my first backpacking of a trip, of course I overreacted and instantly <laughs> thought it was a bear. And so I was sleeping with my friend. I was like, Hey Jack, Jack, is there a bear outside?" And so one of us pokes our heads all the sudden. I was like, no, it's just someone going to the bathroom. <laughs> um, I still distinctly remember that to this day. And so that was yeah. really my, my first experience. And then I did a couple of other just short camping trips, hiking trips after that and Really, what I love about the outdoors is just like sense of adventure and just like being able to do things with your hands. And just, I've always been super physically active and just enjoying being outside. So, backpacking kind of is a correlation of like the adventure, being able to do stuff with your hands, and then just like getting outside into nature, which I absolutely love. And so, One Life really kind of reinforced that. We did a couple of backpacking and survival trips through those. I saw how those outdoors experiences can be used in like a really meaningful, and intentional way.
1: So the extracurricular backpacking, you said your now roommate's father led that. How did you find out about it? Was it your friend just said, hey, come go backpacking with this? Or was it a class
2: through the school? So it was like a class through the school, yeah.
1: Cool. The second question is you're referring to One Life. Can you share how you found out about One Life? And then you've talked about why it was appealing to you now. It was service and adventure did they advertise that they were going to be outdoor survival and doing some of these things? Like, how'd you find out about it? And how did it appeal to you
2: in high school, my senior year, I was really back and forth between a lot of kind of different options for college. I was looking at upstate. I looked at Gardner Webb university. I was looking at one life and a couple of other colleges and I really just couldn't decide what, what I wanted to do at all. And I didn't really feel led towards any one thing in particular more than the other. I really liked the appeal of One Life because it kind of gave me the space to be able to figure that out without like feeling I had to commit to something. Through high school, I did a bunch of dual enrollment for my junior and senior year. And so I was able to earn a ton of college credits through that. Knowing that I could go to One Life, I could experience this travel um, and these different type of experiences and not really get behind on school that much seems like a pretty good option. And really kind of what appealed to me about one life was just the hands-on experiences that they focused on so the way they worked one life was we would have classes and so we were earn college credit during the program and so we would have these classes and we'd do like a week of in-person class and then we would go outside of the classroom and do like different service and experiential stuff um, which all related back to what we learned in that class and then then we did another week where we would actually like go and take a trip And that trip would kind of still be focused on, like, this experiential part of, like, we can go out and kind of do, like, field trip almost, but a little more intentional. That also relates back to the class and just helps reinforce that learning. And then the fourth week would have guest speakers and do teach backs, which is where we actually were able to teach the material that we were learning back to the class. And so all of that was really just focused on reinforcing learning. And for me personally, I knew that I was a very hands-on learner. And the best way I was going to learn how to do something was through experiencing it. And the classes we took were classes like life calling class, um, basic Christian belief class, a New Testament survey class. We also did outdoor like leadership style class. And so classes like that that had real like practical implications just for me in my life. And I just thought this couple's exactly like what I learned best and just some cool class content as well. And there was also some pretty cool trips.
1: <laughs> well, so tell us more, were you staying, were you camping or were they like, were you staying in churches? Like, where were you going? Oh, yeah. How were you put up for these trips?
2: So I'll talk about this first. The whole program was based out of a college in South Carolina called Southern Wesleyan University. While we were doing our classes and a couple of experience weeks, we would just stay there and we had a dorm. And that dorm is where our whole kind of program of people stayed and lived. And then when we went on the trips, um, it kind of depended on the focus of the trips. So our first trip was out to Colorado and it was kind of a two-part trip. The first part of the trip, we literally did go spend the nights in the woods, but we went out there and they were like, we didn't bring tents for y'all, so you have to make your own shelters. <laughs> so we spent three nights out there in our own constructed shelters with just a sleeping bag. And a sleeping mat and two pairs of clothes. And that's all we were allowed to
1: bring with oh us. Oh my gosh.
2: That was a pretty crazy experience. I was thriving. I don't know if everyone on the trip was thriving, but <laughs> I enjoyed it. What was your shelter? Was it sticks? Was it so so we used a bunch of the logs and kind of built a little shelter around a tree? And then they gave us the opportunity to win some different type of sheets. So we ended up being able to put those like over our shelter, and since we built it low to the ground, we kind of kept the heat in and there were six of us, six guys in there. so We were able to kind of um, snuggle it together a little bit. (laughs) Um, But so that was that trip. And then the second half of that trip, we actually stayed in a hotel and did different experience stuff around the city of Denver itself. Um, so it really just depended on the trip. When we did our trip to Nashville, we stayed in a type of hostel when we did our trip to Convo Island actually. And nice. we did camping out there. And then we went and stayed at a person's house that was on a an old citrus nursery, which cool. was kind of a cool experience.
1: And was that Colorado more of the survival one you were talking about or was there another survival experience?
2: So that was more of the survival one. We also did Cumberland Island and a week-long backpacking trip um, throughout the semester. But that Colorado one was really like, the big survival one. And really, since it was at the beginning of the year, it focused on kind of like pushing us into these attributes of like group development through like storming and conflict and creating the space for our, our group to grow together and to bond. It's like kind of you like
1: said, if, of. if you're snuggling together, you, you pretty much yes. get to know each other really well.
2: Yes. Yes. <laughs> and then over the entire year, really like our group of people, um, we had 24 students and we all lived and did everything together. So we got really close over the whole year.
1: Cool. Sounds like it was a wonderful experience. I think that's why mm-hmm. you and I were talking in class the other, the other day. I realized this would be a great topic for our listeners mm-hmm. to be able to hear about your experience. I'm going to go back to a little bit more about yourself before the the one life. Okay. Um, so we know your favorite activities right now are camping and backpacking. Are there any other outdoor activities that you enjoy doing?
2: Yes. I, I also really enjoy mountain biking. I've, we really a bunch of trails up here and just a bunch of trails. love Pisgah and just DuPont Forest all up there. Yeah, so I love mountain biking. And then also, um, like I said, I worked at a ropes course over the summer. And that kind of helped me conquer my fear of heights a little bit. So I've been Ooh. getting a little bit more into rock climbing this year. What um, What ropes course did you work at? So it's called Treetop Adventures. It was in Hickory, North Carolina. Yeah. yeah.
1: And now you think, okay, I can go do some rock climbing.
2: Yes. <laughs>
1: cool mountain biking did you get into that in high school or is that something more of a later pursuit
2: yeah so i did get in that in high school um i saw a couple of videos of people mountain biking i was like man that looks awesome (laughs) i knew my friend was a really avid mountain biker and so i got him to go look at bikes with me i went and bought a bike and then we started hitting trails and been doing it ever since then
1: that's so cool (laughs) yeah you know back in my day, we didn't, I mean, there was movies, we didn't have videos or YouTube. And so you had to kind of know somebody to even know anything about some outdoor activities. So it's so cool to hear you talk about, I saw a video and thought that'd be really cool. And then you knew a friend (laughs) who did it. And so there's so many ways to connect in the outdoors now, um, um, with the internet kind of supporting us. How do you think you became comfortable in the outdoors, you know, hmm. to be able to sweat, get dirty, go to the bathroom, who influenced you or, or what, were some of those experiences that kind of guided you to that comfort
2: yeah that's an interesting question honestly never really thought about that um let's see I think just growing up my family was always just very very active and my dad was a um, college football player and a college football coach for a while and so we all loved playing sports we all loved just being active and so really just ever since then my whole family has just really enjoyed like going outside, hiking, and doing all that. And then when we used to live in Greenville, South kinda, we had a big old yard and it like stretched all the way back. And there was this creek behind us. And then there was just a ton of woods. And I had two brothers. And so me and my brothers would always go back. We'd play in the creek. We'd build forts back in the woods. We'd have a couple of neighborhood friends. And my parents were just comfortable with letting us go out and just get dirty (laughs) and yeah they give us the freedom to be able to do that which I think is huge and then also my my granddad lives in Sumter, South Carolina and he probably has close to 100 acres of property it's all just big pine woods and then he has a pond and so whenever we went to his house he would always like guests to help him working outside um, going fishing in the pond he would have like some tractors and stuff. He let us just ride in the tractors with them. Yeah, and he would always just kind of bring us alongside like whatever project he was doing. So really, just through that and growing up, I was exposed to just being outside a lot and being okay with working hard and getting dirty. Yeah, um, and then also just playing sports and um, enjoying physical activity.
1: Well, you have a very normal experience to getting into the outdoors. Many people <laughs> who uh, become comfortable in it find those childhood experiences, building forts, playing and creeks. It's yeah. one way to, to get into the outdoors. And often some people kind of meet people in college or later in high school that kind of get them into it as well.
2: I think that's a really cool thing about here at App is everyone really enjoys being outside and doing stuff outdoors, so you don't have to go very far to find someone who's willing right. to go outside and do something. <laughs> it's just a matter of being open to, to being with someone you don't know and
1: doing exactly. it. Or sometimes you're, you're. I don't know if you, have you been mountain biking over at Rocky Knob and met somebody and then all of a sudden realized, oh, we can mountain bike together?
2: Yes. Yes, I have.
1: It, it's, it's amazing how it pulls us together in, in a it variety is. of ways. Our passions. Yeah.
0: Listening to Briggs share his experiences, you realize there are many avenues to being introduced to the outdoors and organizations that can support your future endeavors. Faith-based organizations offer a variety of program opportunities from day and week camps to extended outdoor expeditions. The literature tells us that faith and the outdoors often share a harmonious relationship where spiritual experiences take place in nature. Time in the outdoors can be restorative and create a spiritual bond to the natural world along with those you share it with. Furthermore, the outdoors can be faith affirming and offer a connection to a higher power or order. The natural beauty of nature is inspiring and provides space for us to reflect, meditate, and offer gratitude for the life we are living.
1: So, could you tell us a story about an outdoor experience that influenced you? It could be a funny story. It could be a lesson that you learned story.
2: I think, like, the most impactful outdoor experience I've had, um, also the most funny, now that I kind of think about it more, was my trip with One Life to Cumberland Island. And just through that trip, we really focused on vocation and different aspects of vocation, how that can be meaningful, and how it can be used for more than just, like, making a lot of money more of a purposeful attribute of vocation and just like it's okay to do something that you love to do and like no one can blame you for that and it's not always just about making a lot of money so really just through that trip i don't remember really any specific one moment where that kind of caught on to me i think it was kind of more just a slow saturation through the trip and we had san van emmon with us who i mentioned earlier i just talked to him and just asked him questions about what he did really just through talking to him, I kind of like felt this desire inside of me. Like, wow, that is awesome. Just to mm-hmm. see, have, see people grow through these outdoors experiences and see them kind of face challenges and overcome them. This is really an awesome thing. And so the funny story that I remembered from there, well, actually there are a couple, one that comes to the forefront of my mind, Common Island, since it's like on the ocean, it's on the coast, our campsite was pretty close to the ocean and one afternoon Uh, We kind of had just some free time while we were spending time there when we got to camp and I couldn't find four of the guys. And and so we were going around looking for them and we went off towards the coast and we met them coming back from where the ocean was. And we were like, Hey guys, like, what have y'all been up to? And they're like, Oh, we, uh, we went swimming (laughs) and we were like, cool. And they're like, yeah, we were, um, we just shipped down all the way went skinny dipping in the ocean. (laughs) I was like, Oh, all right. Um, and then the story goes on and they were in the ocean anyways, this like couple comes walking up like on the beach who was just there for the day or something, <laughs> with their young kid. And they're the all <laughs> And they're like, Oh no. <laughs> and so they had to just sit out there until they passed by just kind of like over waist deep in the freezing cold ocean water in the middle of November. Um, so that's kind of a funny experience. And there's also wild horses on Cumberland Island. This is kind of another funny story. And my friend tried to get really close to one and ended up almost being attacked. So, Ooh. yes, <laughs> but he so wasn't, thankfully.
1: You've mentioned two really classic things, right? It's- uh, yes. Feeling freedom in the outdoors, so that you can kind of do some things, but then you don't realize other people are kind of using those outdoors and might come across. That's the the, the fun I think of skinny dipping is like I'm doing something I shouldn't be doing. However, getting caught is yeah. adds, adds to adds that level. And then while the ponies aren't necessarily wild animals, but interacting with wild animals or animals who've gone feral can lead to some interesting experiences and dynamics. Definitely. Um, One of the things too, I I, I do want to ask based on on some of our conversations and just what I know from you, it sounds like the outdoors has been transformative in terms of figuring out kind of your career path that you wanted to do and strengthening in your faith. How has the outdoors shaped your faith or strengthen your faith, if you're willing to share that?
2: Okay. Yeah, I would love to. Um, Our one life trip to Colorado, I remember this distinct moment. So we didn't really backpack in we kind of more of just like walked in and they dropped us off with a van and we walked up to where we were camping because we were just staying in one spot and so we had to lug all of our gear up on top of this hill like i've never forgotten this It's really stuck with me ever since that moment i was carrying our five gallon water cooler that we were going to be using for water i was walking pretty close to our like director of one life as we're walking up the hill, one of the other students asked me, he was like, hey, Briggs, do you need, like, some help carrying that or something? And he was like, do you want to switch off? And I was like, no, man, I got it. And I just kept chugging up the hill myself. And so the director was standing right there, and he's kind of been one of my mentors. And so after that, after we got up the hill and kind of set up camp, he pulled me aside, and he was like, hey, Briggs, like, I saw that kind of exchange happen what were you thinking when that happened? I was like, I, I knew I had the physical and capability to lug up the hill and I wanted to finish the job. And it's like, but what if in doing that and letting the other student do his own thing and be comfortable and not have the burden of carrying the water, you stole that experience from him so that he couldn't face the challenge of carrying the water up the hill and you didn't really humble yourself to be able to receive help from other people. And so it kind of mentioned the same to me that he was like, Maybe you're being like thinking you're being selfless, but actually you're being selfish. (laughs) Stealing that experience from him really stuck with me ever since then and kind of been like a filter throughout my life. What areas am I like actually being if like not just outdoors or experiences, but being like selfless or thinking I'm being selfless and actually being selfish and trusting myself to operate things better than like asking people to come alongside me or specifically in my faith, asking God to come alongside me. And so really that's been kind of a life motto for me ever since then is being able to humble myself to not only invite other people to come alongside me and face challenges with me, but also invite God. And that's been something that's been challenging for me and also been really good for me because a lot of times I like trusting myself to do what I got to do because I think I'm a pretty capable person the kind of parts of the message of Christianity just talk about like how we aren't capable and how we have to depend on God for our needs and um, this fulfillment of our desires and how his plans are better than ours. And so really just kind of fostering that idea of trust. Um,
1: yeah. so, what a powerful experience.
2: Yes, it was, it was awesome. And that, yeah. that image like is solidified in my brain. <laughs> so
1: I'm still struggling with this idea of, Like you said, I think I'm being selfless, but I may be being selfish and not letting Mm -hmm. others to help me. And um, particularly in the outdoor settings, it's it's more of a catalyst for being able to see that. Um, So thank you for sharing that story. Yeah.
2: And one more, one more thing, kind of on that thought during our backpacking trip with one life, um, one of the people in our hiking group had something going on with her hip and she was just not able to carry her pack. Well, Um, But she kept just toughing it out and wanting to finish the thing um, because she didn't want like the burden to be put on us to like help her carry her pack. But she ended up just like not being physically able to finish out the hike. And so me and the rest of the people in our hiking group ended up like just sharing the load of her pack in between us so she wouldn't have to carry it. And so not only was that like a thing for her, um, but it was also just a thing for us to be able to feel like we were helping her and just kind of have that sense of, like, contributing to, like, her well-being. Yeah. And then also, it was really... I know it was a powerful experience for her. And so really just thinking about, like, how powerful, like, backpacking trips like that. Yeah. That's really why I love backpacking is for opportunities like that where people have to, like, come alongside each other and realize that they can't do things on their own.
1: So, And, and it's a really introspective moment like if, if it is you, you're the one who had to be helped and you have always been very capable and everybody it's it's a humbling experience to be helped by everybody at mm-hmm. the same time you're having to interact with yourself and go i need to accept this yeah um, and so that's a learning process yeah. too in, in that, and that was kind
2: okay. of one of those experiences that pinpointed for me what outdoor experiences could really be yeah
1: so. cool well, I'll, I'll end the official interview with that. So the next part, we have a segment called Getting the Dirt, excuse me, we have a segment mm-hmm. called The Dirt on Getting Outside, and we ask every person that we interview these questions. The first question is, <laughs> what is your biggest fear in the outdoors?
2: Oh, man. Um... I would say still even to this day um, is heights. <laughs> so even working the ropes course over the summer, I still, I, we were always like just strapped in, harnessed up, fully clipped on at all times. And so I still don't really love heights. Um, they still make me kind of uncomfortable. Well,
1: I think that's a reasonable thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't disagree with you. Although I love, I love the comfort of being strapped in. It still doesn't take care of the fact that you're still Fifty feet
2: in the air. That's true.
1: All right. What is your most embarrassing outdoor moment?
2: Oh no. Um, <laughs> nothing really comes to the top of my head right now. Um, oh, oh, I know. <laughs> um, so on one of the backpacking trips with One Life, I was we were walking, walking through the forest, and you know when you go through a spider web, you always just like flipping around and throwing your hands everywhere trying to get it off you and just there's, there's that fear that like oh no the spider's on me yeah. and so i walked through a spider web and i had never had like the spider actually be on me so i wasn't like freaking not too bad and i was just like trying to peel it off of my face and off of my shoulders and i turn around to one of the people behind me and i'm like hey you don't see the spider on my right he's like brits it's right on the side of your face and i scream. Because I do not like spiders. And I was like, no. <laughs> and Isn't that funny? You're cool, you... calm, and collected. And then when you realized yeah. it was on you. And so I was like slapping my face, trying to get it off. And he was just laughing at me. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've had some of those. All right. What is
1: an outdoor tip? Or or what is something you, you can't live without in the outdoors. So you can choose mm. one or you can do both of those.
2: Mm. I really love like my food in the outdoors. <laughs> so I will sacrifice like some comfort as far as clothing goes in order to bring more food. <laughs> and I'll just mention my favorite food item, if you can bring it, is taking a banana actually and wrapping it in some tin foil. And then cutting it open and putting chocolate and marshmallows inside of that and just putting it in the coals of the fire, it's so good. It's
1: like a a banana split.
2: It is, exactly.
1: And it's hard to explain that to people. It's like, it's
2: not ice cream, but it tastes like it's a banana split. The first time I heard about it, I was like, there's no way that's good. Um, But no, I love it. It's really good. Well,
1: thank you for sharing that recipe. (laughs) And um, the thing with food that I've noticed with camping or backpacking, backpacking in particular, even crappy food tastes better yes (laughs) notice that
2: yes you can make some really good meals out of some coffee yeah
1: (laughs) but if i made that same meal at my house it doesn't taste taste good (laughs) i don't know if it's because you had to work for it or you're just so darn hungry yeah Um, it just tastes phenomenal all right last question we have for you is what is your favorite local outdoor spot here in boone north carolina
2: hmm I think my favorite one kind of just within pretty easy driving range would be grandfather mountain. I love hiking up the profile trail. I actually did it by myself a couple of weeks ago and doing it by myself. Like that was phenomenal. I hiked all the way up to McRae peak and just the view up there is great. The hike is awesome. Um, It's practically bouldering too. It You're you're
1: climbing over things. You're going up ladders. How did your heights do on the ladders?
2: Um, not too bad, honestly, since they are kind of relatively close to ground, it's not too bad. Not too I don't bad. know. It's kind of like an off-on thing for my height, for your heights. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Briggs, thank you very much for being willing to be a part of outdoorosity and- Yes,
2: ma'am. Thanks for, you for having me. Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: Often, when you combine adventure education with being in the outdoors, you gain confidence and refine your perceptions of what you're capable of when you navigate challenging situations. We just want to thank Briggs and Joy for sharing these stories as we sign off. And we always like to end with a quote that encourages you to get outdoors. As William Shakespeare said, the earth has music for those who listen.